There's a mystery to untangle Using comedy as our angle We'll reveal the quest of a special guest With a little jesting We'll be demystifying the expert Using laughter as our guide Demystifying the expert Till our questions have been satisfied And the expert has been well demystified we are live from uh, Taylor Down Under in Harrisonburg at JMU with our um, second event of the semester, second event of the year of the Demystifying the Expert. This, uh, this is a uh, so-advertised comedy show where uh, the aim is to serve hard science on a comedy plate. And we are going to do this uh, tonight with the help of as I said, our heroes, uh, from the crew of Locally and Organically Grown, the one and only New Improv, JMU's comedy troupe. So we have tonight Abigail, who's a sophomore theater major. Let's welcome Abigail. Yes, yes, take it with you as much as you can. Kat is a freshman, and it is her First year with the new improv troupe. And uh, last but not least, we have Ethan. He's been with us. It's Noah. <laughs> I have a list of four and I had to pick three. <laughs> yes, we don't have Ethan, we have Noah. <laughs> and Noah is a junior ISAT major and he's been with us before. We are very um, happy to invite our, uh, our expert as Kevin Karan, Professor Kevin Karan. And without telling you too much about him, yes, you, you're going to grab one of those and take the hot seat. Yes, that should be it. <laughs> I can tell you that uh, he has been at JMU as a faculty since 2003. After previous research appointments and doctoral studies at Georgia Institute of Technology and Emory University, who are both, uh, which are both in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, came from uh, Hamilton, uh, from uh, Colgate University, which is in Hamilton, New York. So just, uh, just so you don't start fresh with uh, no kind of information about our our experts. So uh, here we are, because we're going to have so many questions for the expert. We're going to actually allow the expert to ask a few questions to the comedians, to the All panel right. of comedians. Can, can, I, can I see what you study with my own eyes? No help. Would I have to squint to see what you study? It depends on, it depends, I would say. It depends on, on how I answer that question. I could answer it yes, but I could also answer it no. That's a half point. That's kind of a half point. That's a, yeah, that's yeah. a half a point. Yeah. <laughs> Um, would the thing that you are studying, say, make something weird, like make it grow an extra eye or something? I hope not. I don't know. No? no. Could it explode? <laughs> Maybe in popularity, but otherwise, no. Aww. Dang it. That's one point for you. That's half a point. Let's... Okay. Um, one and a half. Hmm. Would the military be interested in your research? 
They're, I don't. I don't think so. But you, you know, you know, I don't really know what they're interested in. So maybe I don't know. Are we getting any closer? It's, it's hard to tell. It is. <laughs> we're, we're we're checking things off in our mind. Yeah. Don't worry. Are you studying a type of plant? No. Do, does it have to do with wind, like wind turbines? No. Dang it. Do you use microscopes? Yes. Oh. We're tied. I'm going to start doing easy science lab questions like y'all. Do you do, wear gloves? Do you practice basic lab safety? Yes and yes. He wears gloves. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you racking up the yeses. Do you study bacteria? Yes. That's oh. So Do they have cells? <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, did you skip me? I was can so you, excited. Can you give it a shot? Like, what kind of scientist do you think, Professor? A microbiologist. Wow. Is it? Um, no. No. A micro something. You can't just say what I just said. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I, didn't, I didn't say biologist. No. Just micro and then insert job title. Uh, which, which is the... The Small thing science. We need to <laughs> Are you? Do you practice chemistry? Yes. Ah, Yay! Ooh. They found out. Are you a one half of an extra point for chemist? Noah? <laughs> and I was planning on actually having a chemistry shirt on underneath oh. this, but I forgot to do that, so I won't take this shirt. Oh. <laughs> Good thing this is a podcast. So, uh, so, so we have. Back there too. So we have a, a chemist to, <laughs> to to demystify, um, but some people who have heard about chemistry before also heard that could be different types of chemists out there. Um, oh. Any guess as to what I, kind of I chemist? I really am angered that you said that because I was going to say a chemist, but now I have to think about it again. Um, think of your science buzzwords. A microchemist. <laughs> <laughs> you stole mine. <laughs> No. You stole mine earlier. A macro Ooh. chemist. <laughs> <laughs> They're uh, big reactions. Uh, <laughs> it's that, that, yeah. Oh, really? I don't know. Is no one getting close? Mac oh. Not really that. I said um, that it's still going to be a no, but there's. Yeah. Are you an try again. organic chemist? Oh. I am an organic Aha, chemist. I don't know any other kinds of chemistry. <laughs> what other kind so, is so there? So, Kevin, what's an organic chemist, and what are the other types of chemists out there? Am I allowed how to say are, other things you? besides yes and no? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so, an, an organic chemist is someone who studies molecules that are based on carbon, so sort of carbon-based molecules. turns out there's a wide variety of things that can be based on carbon. Other types of chemists, there's actually one in the audience over here, it's inorganic chemist, it's not my son, but the woman behind him, is an inorganic <laughs> chemist who focuses on the rest of the periodic table, essentially. A physical chemist who studies processes and, and, and things like that. Uh, there's um, analytical chemists who, who study using, using different tools to analyze things. There are biochemists. And those are sort of the five main branches, and there's lots of other things too, like materials chemistry and physical biochemistry. Yeah. So and now that we unleashed the, um, the freedom of uh, non-yes or no answer to your questions, uh, what would be the next question about what Kevin is doing? Kat? I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, did we get what he was? Was he an organic chemist? I am. Was that I am. the answer? I'm an organic okay, chemist. Cool. Um, 
Um, what um, what kind of organic things do you examine? <laughs> <laughs> so so now I can I, we can just have a free conversation. So I, I until uh, I say uh, yeah. So you stop me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. Um, we we make things. We make molecules. So we're we my my students and I do organic synthesis. What so. is organic <laughs> synthesis? So ma making things. So we take molecules that I can buy from a chemical company, and I combine them with other molecules that I can buy from a chemical company to make new molecules that have never been made before. You can buy like molecules <laughs> where yeah. where yeah. I can buy <laughs> molecules right over there. You can buy the molecules. The hard thing too. would be to not buy <laughs> molecules. That would be tough, yeah. So, oh. so maybe before we move on, um, let's um, pretend that, uh, hey, that the panel of comedians are actually a panel of uh, um, really rich people. So uh, if you were to <coughs> tell them that you need some funds for your research, how would you explain your research in just you know a few floors of the elevator. A few floors of the elevator. So uh, the work that we do, we make molecules that are called amphiphiles. And these amphiphiles, they're, they're called amphiphiles because they have both a polar and a non-polar end. And we can talk more about that later. But it turns out these compounds, many of them also are really good at killing bacteria. And the way they kill bacteria, we're trying to kill pathogenic bacteria, the bacteria that can make you sick. So the way they kill bacteria is different from how a lot of currently used antibiotics uh, do it. So, and we think that the way that we're approaching it might uh, be able to allow us to kill bacteria, even those that are resistant to a lot of the currently the current antibacterial treatments out there. So, uh, continuing uh, under so, the impression that you're the sharks, right? Uh, what would you want to know about funding so, this? Over the years, when people get too many antibiotics and bacterial resistance builds up, mm -hmm. what happens 30 years in the future when they, we have all this special medicine and then we have super duper mega bacterial resistance? But do we just come up with another one then? It's a, it's a good question. That's been the game we've been playing as humans for the last you know, 60, 70, 80 years or so in this age. And uh, I think that a lot of the things that we're working on now are trying to basically make some materials that are resistant to bacteria being, uh, growing on them in the first place. So we're trying to make some plastics, for example, some polymers or plastics that where you can make medical supplies out of them where the bacteria wouldn't be able to gain a foothold and, to, and wouldn't be able to, uh, to, to grow there in the first Art? place. Actually, one of my students who's working on that just walked in. Aren't there, uh, <laughs> there certain types of there's certain types of metals that have those properties, and like some door handles are made out of those because they don't they don't hold bacteria as people touch them all day long. Yeah, there is. So so silver is a metal that that is often used as an antibacterial like uh, gotcha, metal. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, there are other things out there that are the the process of just doing it on purpose. Well, and we're, 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 we're just designing different ways yeah. of doing that, and that's part of what we do. We also make other non-plastic, non-big molecules, non-polymer molecules that we can. Uh, used to kill bacteria that are resistant to other things. Do you think if you can like make metals and plastics that are resistant to bacteria, do you think that you could make humans resistant to bacteria? I don't know. I don't know if we'd want to be totally resistant to bacteria because there's also a lot of good bacteria out there that we want to. But just the bad ones. Just the bad ones. I don't know. That's that's a good question. I'll I'll, I'll have to ponder that one a bit. Will you will you copyright me in there? Uh, yeah, I'll copyright <laughs> you right in there. Thanks. Um, 
in 50 years down the line, what will your line of work look like? Huh. Like, will it have succeeded? <laughs> at, at, at dinner today, my wife was just talking about, she was talking with her fourth grade class about what life would be like 50 years or 100, 100 years from the future, and she said it was very depressing, because the, basically the world is going to not be here in the future. You gotta let them know young. Yeah, so. Fourth graders are kind of cynical. They man. are, they are. So they know what's I up. don't know. I mean, it, I mean it, we could but, be but in But for different reasons than having to do with bacteria, then, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, for different reasons. But I don't know. I think hopefully 50 years in the future, our level of understanding of how, the, of these, you know, of how these processes work and bacterial infections and, and building up of resistance will have grown to a point where we understand it and, and are able to address it further. But I don't know. That's, that's a wonderful question. Because if you think about 50 years in the past till now, I mean, there's, it would have been very difficult to predict a lot of the stuff that we're doing now, 50 years ago. So I don't know. So now that the panel got some information about what Kevin is doing in his lab with his students, uh, let's see if we can apply that kind of knowledge to things that are already happening out there and the media talks about. So the next game is a series of um, titles from articles about things that are very close to Kevin's heart, Professor Curran's heart, right? Because they have to do with the kind of science he's doing. And so out of those titles, we um, subtracted, we blanked one or two words. And we're going to ask the panel to take a guess on what those words are, and then we're going to talk about what the title actually is about, scientifically, humoristically. We'll see. All right? So ready? So we have antimicrobial blank. Could be the answer to antibiotic resistance. Antimicrobial blank. Could be the answer to antimicrobial. I don't even know if I know how to pronounce the first part. Anti what? Antimicrobial. Microbial? So okay. microbes is a general oh. topic of small things. Antimicrobial bodies. Blank. Maybe the answer to and the last word. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it. The antibiotic resistance. The antibiotic oh. resistance. Is it? Is it? It's bodies. It's not. I don't think, I don't think it's bodies, no. No. Oh, I thought it was. Antimicrobial allergens? Ooh. I forgot the last part, too. I'm sorry. Antimicrobial <laughs> resistance. Antimicrobial superpowers yeah. may be the answer to bacterial I think I think Professor Karen mentioned something like this in, in, in his description of what he's doing, growing, or uh, creating in his lab. Is anyone? Antimicrobial polymers? N not yet. Any other word? Almost. Antimicrobial polygons. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bunch of squares who are really mad about bacteria. That's right? No. <laughs> oh. I mean, there is something that's uh, quite mundane. Actually, very... Antimicrobial very isotopes. <laughs> <laughs> that's not Th mundane. Things, things you use in your everyday <laughs> life. Medicine? Antibacterial something, yes. Medication. What? Is it materials? Some, some kind of material. Antimicrobial matter. Some kind of matter, but let's be more Dark specific. matter? <laughs> Antimicrobial <laughs> solid. So cool. What is it? I hear whispers Solids. over there. Solids. 
solids, Liquids. like matter, <laughs> gas, antimicrobial gases, plasma, plastic. Oh, there's three. Again, Noah. Is it no? Yeah. Antimicrobial yeah, yeah. wood. No, Noah, not no. Noah. That gets me all the time, though. Yeah, remember? Yeah, does it? Yeah, so people say your name and you think you're being shut no. or other or people the, think. Or the other way around. People will be like, I'll like off in the distance, you're like, Noah, and I'll be like, me? <laughs> <laughs> it's never me. It sounds tough, yeah. And you're a comedian, too. So, Professor Khan, you need to tell us about how we can make plastic the, the hope for keeping the bacteria at bay. So one, one of the big problems that we're trying to address, as I, I mentioned before, is, is sort of uh, med medical devices and, and hospital environments, right? So if you're, if you're in a hospital, if there's a patient that has uh, a bacterial infection that's resistant to particular drugs, when that patient leaves and another patient comes in, if that room or the equipment or the, the things that were in contact with that patient are not thoroughly cleaned, that, that, anti, that uh, bacterial infection can be transferred to the next patient. And that's a pretty scary prospect. And there definitely are d lots of ways of cleaning, cleaning things and, and, and cleaning them very effectively, but it's not 100%. Um, there are still, this still happens quite a bit where there's transfer from one patient to another. So one of the things that this article is talking about and one of the things that we're looking at is making plastics like catheters and, and different, all, all kinds of different things that interact intimately with patients uh, out of a material where the bacteria would never be able to grow in the first place. So that would sort of take that out of the, out of the picture and it would make the, the need for cleaning them as uh, effectively less. I know it's an advanced plastic, but, one, but down the road, is the cost of it still similar to that of, of a plastic or is it something that will, will cost a lot to implement in hospitals? It's, it's a good question. I think um, a lot of the stuff we're working on right now, we're not necessarily looking at the cost factor of it from the initial trying to understand what's going on. But a lot of things, a lot of the materials that we're working with aren't inherently expensive or inherently difficult to work with. And also when things get scaled up, when they, when they scale up, it often can result in a, a good price discount too. Any other question about this? Except the ones that plastics? the ones that I make will be very expensive, so that I can make a lot of money. Yeah, perfect. Good call. There we go. So magic plastics. Um, so uh, how's a how's a normal day in a lab? How would you describe it in you know just to give us a, a brief rundown of what um, what are I the things you're doing in the lab? What is it that you wish you had in a lab, <laughs> or work better in the lab? Can you give us a little bit so of? Because we're gonna dive into some okay. jargon pretty soon. Okay. So the students that, that work in my lab, they they're the ones that do all the work in the lab, and the, the lab is right across from my my office. So I'll go in there and help them get started on things and help advise them on things. But they're the ones that really do all the work. Um, and so what they do, there's a couple different things that we do. One of the things that they do is we work together to sort of design new molecules. We base uh, these designs on other molecules we've made in the past and other molecules other people have made in the past that have a certain shape, a certain structure. And we say, what if we change it in a certain way? We can maybe, maybe this will do something, will work in a different way. It'll be better at killing bacteria, for example. And once we design them, then we des design a synthesis. We design a way to make them. And so again, that's kind of taking commercially available chemicals that we can then combine together in a certain way to make new molecules that have never been made before, never been reported before. And then, and so we do a lot of, spend most of our time, where, where are my research students? I saw Brendan's back there. Most of our time is spent doing, doing synthesis, making these molecules, and 
studying their structure and determining if we actually got what we thought we were going to get and purifying them. And then we also study how they aggregate. Sometimes these molecules, if you put them into water, several of them or hundreds of them will come together in a particular shape that's called self-assembly, and they will self-assemble into a particular shape, and we study those self-assembly processes. And then we also send molecules to my collaborator in biology for antimicrobial activity, antibacterial activity. We send molecules to our, uh, our collaborators in physics, and, and they study the bubbles that are made from those compounds, too. So your research, um, in, in describing your research, usually, although you didn't seem to have done it today that much, you use the word, uh, the word colloidal, mm -hmm. right? So what would a comedian think about this word? What would what? it mean for a chemist? Like what what chemist. is the word again? Colloidal. Colloidal? Colloidal. Colloidal. Um, that, um, <laughs> is that when, do you know the answer? <laughs> no, but like it sounds like the sound when you, you know the, the door stops when you hit it? Like, colloidal. Colloidal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I think of. Colloidal. That's what it means. That's, that's amazing. That's oh. not, is it, not, yeah. okay, I was like, <laughs> like what? Is that when, um, is that when two things rub up against each other? Ooh. <laughs> no, that wasn't you know, dirty. You know, stop. actually, that's, that's <laughs> that was a real thing. That's like that's, molecules. You know, that's yeah. Uh, you know, that's not that's that not far it. off. I mean, oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have ever said it that way, but it, you know, it's it's not that far off from. <laughs> is it that from the word collide? Collide. You know, I've never thought about it before, but I, I don't know if they have the same etymology. I don't know if maybe they come two from things that are colloidal have collided. Ooh, colloidal. I, I'm gonna go study that, study up on the etymology of those two words and determine they they might have the same. But is this, but, it, but a no, that's not what it means. I don't know. Not. Well, not really. Oh. Okay. There was an iPhone on there. Let's like look it. it up. Is there any collision um, in a colloidal? Is there any what? Collision? Well, mo the molecules are o constantly colliding with other molecules, right? I mean, so, and that's, that's true in, in all kinds of systems. And the, all the molecules in between us now are all colliding with each other. So, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I usually don't use it in that way, but it's an interesting question. Who is the closest to being right? The closest to being what? Right. right. I think they're rubbing, Me. molecules rubbing up against rubbing each up other. Rubbing up against each other. <laughs> um, <laughs> is it like when they rub up against each other too hard and become one? <laughs> they actually that's stay mitosis. separate. They the, stay right. separate. Is that mitosis? What's that? That's mitosis? Said, that no, mitosis? That's, that's biology. That's, it's mitosis, <laughs> but like backwards. Uh, <laughs> meiosis? 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 So, okay, no. so <laughs> Yeah, we, so we can ba get some Basically, these stu systems that we study are where, where we... Colloids in general are, are systems where we have two separate species, two separate populations that are sort of intimately mixed with each other, but they're not, it's not, a, not totally like a solution. So if I have a solution, if I have a, a solution of salt in water, the, the sodium ions, because salt is sodium chloride, right? So sodium ions and the chloride ions will dissociate from each other and they'll be surrounded by water molecules and, it, and in, you know, in theory it'll be a, once it's totally, everything is totally dissolved, every part of that solution is the same. Here we have sort of what I was talking about before, aggregates of molecules. So we take our molecules, we put them into water. They don't all dissolve, so they're all individual molecules totally dissolved in water. They will actually aggregate so that these have polar ends, which water is polar, so the polar end can stick towards the water. They have nonpolar ends, which is not like the water, so that's 
hydrophobic or it wants to get away from the water. And so those nonpolar ends all kind of stick together. And the polar ends are all on the outside of this aggregation of molecules. And so we sort of study those aggregated shapes that are made up of se several hundred molecules or many more than that, depending on what we're looking at. Uh, and, and we're sort of studying those two partially mixing but not totally mixing systems. Fine. Like a bunch of little magnets almost, just like, floating around and some sure. of them catch each other and yeah. some of them don't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's not, not yeah, I, I like that <laughs> analogy. I like that. How about we learn about the teacher some more, about the, the human behind all these molecules and, and how we synthesize them? Because the next game is the two truths and a lie. So for this game, uh, the comedians were given sets of facts. We're going to have two rounds of this. And both me and Klebert uh, know some things about the experts, so we know some truth, but we made up some things about the experts. So the comedians are going to read those facts, and they are going to uh, figure out which one is the lie. There are two things that are true. And I stay quiet during this, right? Uh, yeah, I I and with the poker face, because we don't want to give it away when they're going to read what we said about you. So who's going to be the first? Abigail? Yes. Round one. Dr. Karen's passion for chemistry and music is well known. But perhaps the best example of him blending these two passions together was his idea of, of leading a jam session night with fellow chemists at the 2014 American Chemical Society meeting in San Francisco. The event was a tremendous success, perhaps because of the Perhaps because the musicians had a lot of chemistry and became a permanent feature of the ACS annual meeting. My turn? Cal All right. Yeah. Dr. Karen is not only an extremely talented chemist, but also a very talented singer and composer. Some of his compositions he sings with his bands, but others he sings with his students. The Alkane song, am I pronouncing that? Alkane? Oh, okay. thank you. The Alkane song, a catchy melody about naming molecules and a ballad of Tourette. Tourette. Please help me. That word. Tertiary. Oh, tertiary substrate. My leaving groups gone are two favorite tunes he composed to help his students learn the mysteries of organic chemistry. While working on his doctorate at Emory University, Dr. Karen pursued his passion for music by singing at open mic shows around the Atlanta area. It was one of these performances that he met his wife, Julie. You can say it was love at first tune. When they moved to the valley, they not only started a family, but also a band named Bluestone Sky, whose first official gig happened in a coffee shop in Charlottesville. So which one of these three things all having to do with about our chemistry professor could be the lie. I, I think it might be cats because there's a lot of made up words in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think, uh, yeah. Like the chemistry words are the made like up alkane, words? Alkane, that like can't alkane be real. Alkane doesn't work. <laughs> tertiary, tertiary? Nope. That's not real. They that's probably awesome. meant territory, you know. Territory, typo. Typo. Uh, yeah, that's the one I think is fake. So we have a concern? Sure, majority rules. 
So, uh, Kevin, me. is that a lie or a truth? That, that one is the truth. Oh. That one's the truth. <laughs> Ter- tertiary is actually a word. Yeah. Really? <laughs> As is alkane. You yep. mean, you mean more songs like... Primary, secondary, tertiary. You mean songs like Quaternary. those exist and you... It sounded like it, it was too good to be true. That you would sing with your students. It's true. It's true. Can I you do. sing them for us now? I can. You want, you want me to play guitar, too? Yes, please. Okay. Oh. Did he bring his guitar? Oh, he did. Why not? He really did. I thought I saw a guitar back there. And they have a mic stand. Y'all We could try this. harmonizing. This was an improv. <laughs> oh, we haven't oh, figured out the lie yet. Shoot. Um, um, I, I thought it, I ruled with majority, but I thought it was mine. All right. You well, want to talk about too good to be true? Love it first tune. I think mine might be a lie. Uh, yeah, I think Abigail yours might be a lie because who has like a chemistry conference society, American Chemical <laughs> Society, in San Francisco? There's better things to do in San Francisco. I'm sorry. <laughs> so what is the consensus there? Oh. I'm voting for Abigail's. Mine. So. All right, we can go majority rules again. <laughs> if you're right on this one, then I'm so sorry. Which one did you guess? I'm sorry. The I'm guessing this one. That one is the lie. Woo! Yes, yes. All there right. is such a thing as the American Chemical Society. Really? And there are meetings in San Francisco. There's and a other society. Places. There's a society. But I have never everything. started a jam that, that one of those. But I like that idea. Maybe Dr. Reisner could help me with that when we go next. <laughs> so, um, so which, which song are you, or part of a song? Are you I, don't, I don't. I I don't know. I guess I can do. I can. My my kids want me to do a song called Fishy, but that's not a chemistry song. Can we do fishy afterwards? We can do maybe a little bit of fishy and a little bit of the other one. So we want to try the alkane song? That's sure. Sure. So anyone know your alkane? Please alkanes? teach me what alkane Quote unquote so, alkane. So if you know if you know the the names for the for the uh, the first twenty hydro the first twenty alkanes, what's the first one? What's the one carbon alkane? Any chemists out there? Methane. What's the next one? Ethane. Three carbons. Propane. And you go all the way up to twenty. Those are the words to the song, basically. So, um, and it's to the tune of supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Thank God. <laughs> Methane, ethane, propane, butane, pentane, hexane, heptane, octane, nonane, decane, undecane, dodecane, tridecane. Tetradecane, pentadecane, hexadecane, heptadecane, octadecane, anadecane, icosane, that's 20. And then it just repeats that. It and sounds like... sing along. So, so... Now, can you guys sing that along with me next? Ready? If one, I'm being two, three, honest, four, it sounded like German. Yeah. I was like... I, <laughs> there are a lot of German you know, words in chemistry. Oh. So those weren't... I don't think those are German origins. Those, mo- <laughs> those were mostly numbers. I think all those. I think all those words were as real as supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Yeah, like yeah. I think you made that one up. But also, that was actually these were the original words to that song, and then they changed <laughs> it to <laughs> broader audience. That makes sense. Uh, so I'll do one verse of a song called "Fishy" that was was uh, just because my kids are here. And it's past one of their bedtimes and almost oh. the other one's bedtime. It's past my bedtime, That's too. That's Colette down there. Colette, can you wave at everybody over I here? I go to bed at huh? 7. That's Colette. Can everyone clap for Colette? Yeah. And, and that's Abinette over there. Abinette, can you wave your hand? And my wife, Julie, is sitting with Abinette, and she's the one who, it was love at first tune in, uh, in Atlanta there. So. I'm glad that wasn't too good to be true. That, that was that I would have been true. upset. So I'll sing you, oh, thank you. Oh, I'll take Aww. other tips, too, if you guys have them. So. <laughs> it's so cute. Um, 
So this is a song that I, I'm only going to sing the first verse of it. It's got a bunch of verses. The later ones are the funny ones. But this is a song that I wrote when I was trying to write a really good song that would like change the world and make people, you know, make someone fall in love with me. And then I wrote this song instead. It's called Fishy. Think about it. Fishy, oh fishy, swimming in the sea. Fishy, oh fishy, why are you looking at me? Don't, I forget what's the next line, Julie. <laughs> You're waiting for, now what is it? I don't know. I, what is it, Al? I looked at you and I forgot the words all of a sudden. You gave me is a this look. Part of our, is this another game? No. <laughs> Do we have don't to get the rest of the words? You don't it's know our turn to sing. I might be your Uncle Sam. I could put you in a can. Oh, Fisher. Oh, Fishy, oh, Fishy. Swimming in the sea. I was just singing to my fish, and this book came out, and I sang. I sing to my fish too. Yeah. You ever sing that song? No. Okay. Do you? <laughs> do you have a soundcloud? Like I'm a fan. I, not yet, but but I, I will now. My Let's fish, can, my fish dances to music. It's been recorded. It really, really? happens. That's yeah. Can cool. I play him? It's that that completely song? true, actually. Can you what? Yeah. Can yeah. I play him that song? Sure, sure. Awesome. I have that song recorded, so I'll, I can get you a copy of it. Hi. Aww. Turn up. Chicken nugget. Absolutely. <laughs> Me too. Absolutely. <laughs> That's your new nickname, Colette. <laughs> so just in case uh, you wonder, and you might want to find out uh, things, funny things, crazy things about some other experts we demystified here, well, you can listen for our, uh, at our podcast on SoundCloud slash demystifying, and you can find out about... Um, an Olympic swimmer and a string theorist singing Bohemian Rhapsody, a geologist who passed his first semester of college with a whopping GPA of 1.04 and became a, a geology like professor me. here, Jamie. No, thank you. Uh, also about an astronomer who may as well be called the Trump of Charlottesville. So hey, lots of good stuff out there. <laughs> Just saying, go to SoundCloud. Slash demystifying. Hey, we have a second round of Two Truths and a Lie. So yes. let's read about them. After our short musical break. After. <laughs> okay. Organic chemistry was not a passion that Professor Karan picked up from his parents. His mother was an administrative assistant, while his father was a silk dye florist for many years. Curiously, his father became famous after retirement for teaching his dog, Jilly, how to play poker. <laughs> Jilly, I hope that's true. Jilly now has its own YouTube channel to show appearances on Animal Planet and Japan TV, among others. Make sure to check the channel of the world's only poker-playing dog. Come, come on. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do we need to even guess the others? <laughs> All on. right. So in the winter of 2000, Professor Karen... Um, was a victim of a scary accident. While removing snow from his parents' driveway, he tried to use his hand to remove jammed snow from inside of the snowblower and accidentally chopped off the tip of his right hand, middle finger. Um, at a party a few days later, he sang a memorable tune, Blood in the Snow. Um, 
he composed for the occasion while all of his friends wore bandages on their m fingers to give him support. Aw, can I have a high five? Oh, sorry, I just tried. <laughs> can I have one that's at the same hand. double high five? Yeah, Jack, I only do one at a time. <laughs> Professor Karen's sports achievements are less stellar than his musical successes. There is one feat, however, that he can brag about. In his first year of college, a friend invited him to join the badminton club at Colgate University to play doubles in intramural competitions. To his great surprise, his team won the competition that year. Unfortunately, he was unable to repeat the feat during his remaining time at Colgate. It's totally mine. Is, it, is Colgate like the toothpaste? <laughs> What's the thought process there? Don't leave us. Um, like this. I'm really not feeling like yeah. there's a dog in this world that plays poker and I didn't know about it. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's something that would have made breaking news. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Abigail on this one. Majority rules. <laughs> no, no, say, what do you think? No, I think it's these, those we ones were too wild. Can we discuss and then come to those a Those ones Noah? were both pretty wild and out there, you know, and this one was a little bit subdued. I think it's a mind game. Oh, I see. Um, you put two crazy ones and one that's like realistic well, and the realistic one. Now I don't know which one to choose, so you guys But can... we're sure it's not yours? Yeah. Okay, it's either the dog or the Colgate one. Up to you guys. Up to you. It's mine. You know what, Noah, we're going to go with you on this one. All right. You, yeah, you went with us blindly last so time. So conclusion, decision, final? Noah's. Noah's. The yeah. What is Badminton it? man. Kevin. No uh, is correct. Uh, hey! Yeah, Wait. That's, that's the lie. That's the lie. These, Wait, yeah. these are all okay, true. Okay, do you want to say so you're that? You're telling me that your dog plays poker? Not my, not my dog, do my wanna, dad's dog. Do you want to say that name again for you poker. so that everyone can uh, write it down and check it out later? Say, say that again? Uh, read it again? The, yeah. the YouTube yeah. channel, what's it called? Yeah, you said he has several dogs that play poker. This says world's well, only poker playing dog. Well, that was that was when he started, and then oh. they've grown since then. They had dad, the they, mom yeah. got them. You know how it goes. <laughs> do they like play in Las Vegas or just do in the basement? Do they, they play they, against each other? Has usually, he usually it's against people. So it's oh. a dog against a person. Yeah. Does he take pictures He's, like that one they, famous you know who, picture of the dog? Do they win? You almost always, right? I think they they almost always win. The dogs win. They, you know who Bette Midler is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <gasps> Jilly Dog, my dad's dog, has played poker against Bette Midler on the Today Show. Aww. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Do Does you want to know something interesting? Bette Midler yeah. once lived in my shadow. Really? Yeah. Were you were you the wind beneath her wings? No, I oh, saw okay. her in Hello Dolly, and I accidentally walked through her spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> she saw me. Because <laughs> didn't she sing that song, "The Wind Beneath My Wings"? Isn't that Bette Midler? Because yeah. you should add that to the story. Because if you're you're in her shadow, then you could be. You're the, the comedian, Abigail. He's schooling you. Yeah, come on, Abigail. <laughs> All right, we can switch. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's nice job. Nice job. That's a lot of the mystifying we've done. Um, so uh, I think we're at the moment in the show when we're gonna have the comedians go for a little skit, the bucket game, basically. So we prepared some game. cookies for them. And they're going to use them cookies. to spice up a meeting uh, of two students with Professor Karan uh, in the lab or office or classroom, whatever you decide. So it's up to you. All right. So we, All right. we can yeah, uh, do it. They're going to have enough space. So I just watch. We just watch right, now. That's. I think we still have the microphones. You want to sit back here with me? 
Because it's a podcast. Do you want us to use the mics? Or? The, yes, you have to use yeah. the mics. Don't spill the water. It'll, it'll be a challenge, but we got this. Yes, because we do want to record your skin. Right. That is true. All right. Uh, good afternoon, students. Thanks for coming to my chemistry class. Of um, course. Attendance is mandatory. Don, Don. Sorry. Don, did you bring goggles? I forgot my goggles today. Oh, shoot, I forgot the goggles. Dude, I'm going to get thrown out of the lab. Oh, shoot. Um, <laughs> do you have a spare pair of goggles, Professor? Do you have two spare pairs? Two pair of, spare two pairs. Two spare pairs of goggles. Yeah. Let me check, but before I do, I want to tell you guys something. Life is a chemical reaction. It only requires balancing. Okay, that listen. That was beautiful. Listen, I, I realized I probably should have packed my bag before I came here, but it was a really rushed morning. You're not, you're not going to believe on the radio this morning, I heard that you must love chemistry even when it's not working. You must love chemistry unconditionally, and just because I don't have my goggles doesn't mean I can't love chemistry. Ditto. And I have something to say as well to this. The cell, this elementary keystone of living nature, is far more than being a peculiar chemical giant, am I saying that? Peculiar chemical giant mo molecule, or even a living protein, as, and as such is not likely to fall prey to the field of advanced chemistry. Okay, you can quit sucking up now. You know, I read, I, I did the readings, so sue me. <laughs> Well, here are your goggles. Oh, thanks. I really appreciate that. Before we start our class, I've written a song, like I usually do. <laughs> and I've come to broke. expect it at this point. It's called Mendeleev. <laughs> the creator of the periodic table of elements. <laughs> says that he came up with his idea of sleep. That was beautiful. Yep. I really felt like there was a moment of unbreakable bond between us, the <laughs> eternal bond of chemistry. I wrote a second verse. <laughs> the name explains the structure. Carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen bond into a ring-shaped structure called a creosote, also found in a creosote. And phosphorus hangs to the ring like an exhausted swimmer, gripping to a life preserver. I'm pretty sure the musical chemistry is my job at JMU. All right, fine. Yeah. Always up with that, dude. I'm sorry. It was the goggles. They're cutting off circulation. <laughs> Did you know, interesting fact, some subjects mixed well with weed. But chemistry wasn't one of them. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I did. Cool. Did you also know? <laughs> a scientific research is a search after truth, and it's only after discovery that the question of applicability can be usefully considered. No, because I'm not actually majoring in chemistry, but I'm here because you're the coolest teacher at JMU. I'm here to satisfy cluster three. <laughs> Cluster three, yeah, cluster three. We're all here to satisfy like cluster, cluster three. three. <laughs> I, was, I was actually talking to my advisor, and they were like, you would love this class, you know? And I was just thinking, I'll just have to jump around like sodium in the rain. 
All right, so Professor, I think it's time for us to deal with the organic chemistry now and like do our experiments. Yeah. And right. I remember from last class, you said the first rule of chem lab is to never heat a closed system or it'll explode. Oh no. Did you turn on the Bunsen burner? I didn't turn it off. Oh. Well. How do you turn it off but also turn off the gas? I can't remember. All right, this is how you turn it off. If you go very deeper, you will see that you are not in freedom. You are in cage made by chemistry and science. Well, now I'm depressed. Does that help? Um, well, now but I'm thank depressed you. and the room is filling with gas. And Thanks. I, yeah, and I have asthma, so on top of that, we I owe our liberation to chemistry. Now, I agree with you, but is there a way for us to like vent out the air? Okay, you know what? <laughs> in chemistry, our theories are crutches. To show that they're valid, they must be used to walk. Do you know what we do with liars in chemistry? What do we do with them, Prof? We kill them. Are you even a real chemist? He's an organic chemist, so yeah. Well, why don't you show us some chemistry, Mr. Professor? Doctor. Doctor Professor. Doctor Professor, Mr. Mr. Doctor Mr. Professor, Professor Karen. Karen. Hey. Everybody chill out. I'm gonna go play on my guitar because patience is the blue vitriol to control the fungal emotions of life. That's groovy. You know, Professor, together, we form a necessary paradox, not a senseless contradiction. <laughs> when you're right, you're right. <laughs> You so, guys want to hear a joke? Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. You're just going to cut off the professor like that? I'm sorry, Keep doctor. Doing I was I'm just about to, get... to say. You're great on a Go curve, ahead. right? My joke's not that funny. <laughs> well, have you heard this one? On Titan, the molecules that have been raining down like manna from heaven for the last four billion years might still be there, largely unaltered, deep frozen, awaiting the chemists from Earth. Is that going to be on the test? <laughs> yes. One more time, one more yeah, time. one more time. You can paraphrase. The yeah. meeting of two personalities is like the contract of two chemical substances. If there's any wait, reaction, wait, wait, wait. My both are of ink. Can you say that again, the second half? Excuse me? Okay. When you forget... Wait, wait, wait. A little bit louder. When you forget to find out how the person was built, the oil, the chemistry, and the craft, you miss all the beauty. Wow, that was beautiful. That you're, was beautiful. You're Good so job. right, Professor. But I do have to say that this Bunsen burner has been spewing gas in the room for about three minutes now. Yeah. I and think we're all breathing a different type of oxygen. Well, kids, I think we all need to face the fact that this is nearing an end. And powerful words harmonize heart and mind as if it was a symphony. But professor, but professor, answer my question. I have a question. What? I have a question. But who could resist the erotic lives of atoms and molecules, the violent passion the of electrostatic attractions, the comfortable mutuality? Mutuality? I believe that's... Oh, yeah. Of convalent bonds, the gentle air kisses of van der Waals forces. I believe the word for that is colloidal, and that is <laughs> <laughs> when they 
rub against each other. I guess in this sense, all erotic like. Supar. Am I saying that Supar. right? Supar. 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 You know, you ever think about the fact that like we're just a bunch of molecules getting together to try and figure out how we work? Do you guys ever think about that some 25-year-old grad student in the world is doing better than we are because she is making science world freak out? They're literally freaking out They're about this discovery. The, science, the world of science is freaking out about this. And I think that's pretty cool. Well, a theory established with the help of 20 facts must explain 30 and lead to the discovery of 10 more. So like 40 in total? Good math. <laughs> Thanks. Is that going to be on the test, too? Ooh, yes, write that 30 down. plus write that 10 down. will be on the test. <laughs> Wait. Write that down. The sum of... The sum of pi and ring... Rings, yep. Equals 30. Plus 40. 10. Plus 10. Yep, 40. 40. Equals 40. Guys, we solved chemistry. We solved chemistry. <laughs> we did. But seriously, Professor, what are we going to do about all these plastics in the world and like how we're making them more organic chemistry-like? Don't let a loud few determine the nature of that sound. I agree with you. I agree with it you. It makes for poor harmony and diminishes the song. I remember once... We were grabbing coffee in a coffee shop where you performed that one song, and you said to me the most poetic thing I've ever heard in my young 19 years of life. You said, life is not found in atoms or molecules or genes as such, but in organizations like the badminton club that you played in college, um, not in symbiosis, but in synthesis. And that stuck with me, and I have it on a wall hanging in my dorm. You know, I really like that, and you kids are really creative. I think we should sing together. Yes. I think we, sh we should. We should all sing we this last song. We should end this class with a song. Scientists believe in things, not in person. Yeah. Let's form a band. Yay. So, um, Maybe we can get a show at a coffee shop in Charlottesville. That would be cool. Maybe we can play for the American Chemistry Studies Association. American in San Francisco? That's a, such a good original idea, Abigail. Yes. <laughs> so, so that's about it. But before we uh, close it off, uh, we are going to ask our comedians, the panel of comedians, to Tell us, one by one, what they learned from today's discussion. I learned that colloidal means molecules rubbing up against each other. Nice. Thank you, Abigail. You're welcome. I learned about supar and the sum of pi and ring and how he uses that for his students and how he also sings for his students and they sing together. I learned that maybe to solve antibacterial resistance, instead of trying to treat wounds, we should just put a bulletproof vest on anybody. But it doesn't stop bullets. It stops bad bacteria. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you all for being here with us. We hope you, you also learned something. You, we hope you had fun as well while learning something. And we uh, invite you to like us on social media. If you can actually scan that, should take you to, to our uh, 
all of it that we put together for uh, for this program. So you get a chance to like us and find out when the next events are, so you won't miss them. Even if February 28, that's the next one. So yeah, no no more science and laughter until then. But hey. You can hold your breath until then, and then come back. We're going to be here in TDU with a new panel of comedians. Some new, some old. They recycle really well. Oh, can we play one yes, more song? Yes, we can. Play it again. Yes. Us. Fishy, fishy. Sure. You want to do the whole fishy song? Just yes, the whole please. Thing? All, right. The whole thing. all right. We can do that. We can dance for you. Our you can dance. There's actually a, there's, there's, yes, it's all a those great people. song to dance to. You want to dance with us? Yeah, she'll dance with you. She's Maybe. a good dancer. All right. So all those people on the podcast can watch. You can't see us podcast listeners, but we're the best dancers in North America. I trained with Beyonce. That's not a lie. I can attest to that. I could tell you two more things about me. <laughs> I trained with Charlotte Dambois. Nobody knows who she is, but she's good. Podcast listeners, there's this adorable young child on the stage with us. When, when Colette heads to bed Thank before 7.30, things are really good. After 7.30, this is what she'll stay like all night. That was wrong. <laughs> A break dancer here. Where to show us up? A two, three, four. Fishy, oh fishy, swimming in the sea. Fishy, oh fishy, why you looking at me? You don't know who I am. I might be your Uncle Sam. I could put you in a can, oh, fishy. Oh, fishy, oh, fishy, swimming in the sea. Fishy, oh, fishy, fishy oh, fishy, swimming, swimming in, in your bowl. Bowl. Fishy, oh, fishy. your water heater so you don't get cold. You're waiting for your food, oh, boy, don't it look good? It's got all that you should eat, fishy. 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 Oh, fishy. Swimming in your bowl. Fishy. 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 Swimming in the ocean. Ocean. Surfing on the water. We don't have lyrics. Enjoying the rhymes of ocean. Motion. Waiting for a commotion. Here comes another wave. Are you gonna be so brave? There's no lifeguard to save, save. you, fishy. Oh, fishy, oh, fishy, swimming in the ocean. Now, like every other good song about a fish, this one too has a sad verse. Oh. oh. So this is the I'm, sad verse. I learned this too. You could tell by the guitar part. Fishy, oh fishy, lying on the beach. Oh, that's sad. 
You should have stayed in that school. Should have listened to your teach. Er. Oh, how did you get there? Oh, I can't help but stare. You're not wearing underwear. Oh, fishy. Yeah. Oh, fishy. Fishy, oh, fishy. Sliding on the beach. Next one. Okay, thank you. Fishy, oh fishy, swimming in the lake. Unplanned. If you were at Red Lobster, you'd be served with potatoes and a steak. steak. (laughs) You thought you were so cool, but how could you be such a fool as I'm starting to drool over you, Fisher? Oh, Fishy, you look so good. Swim on in the lake. Yeah. That was a great. This is what happens when you rock and roll too hard. Thanks so much, everybody. Thanks for coming. I really had a good time here. Thank you you so much for coming and thanks for listening. There's a mystery to untangle using comedy as our angle. We'll reveal the quest of a special guest with a little jesting. We'll be demystifying the expert using laughter as our guide. Demystifying the expert till our questions have been satisfied and the expert has been well demystified. <laughs> <laughs>